So the reading this evening is the first 14 verses from chapter 37 of Ezekiel, the Valley of Dry Bones. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me aside in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood upon their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say, our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open up your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. Thank you, Carol, very much. So within the bigger theme of Hope 2018, from time to time, I would like to look at some of the Old Testament passages about hope, which illustrate the faithfulness of God and the promise of hope in all generations of his people. The Old Testament is full of exciting examples of hope, and it'll be good to weave that into our worship this year. And let's start that idea with this uh, vision of a valley of dry bones. Quite a gruesome picture in a way, isn't it, on the screen? We won't leave it up for too long. But uh, the story, I'm sure, is familiar to many of you. It's a passage which is taken by some people to be an Old Testament example of resurrection because you have this idea of all these scattered bones that all come together and, and they come into life. Uh, and it's saying back in the Old Testament there was the vision of life after death, as well as something in the New Testament. Well, maybe. 
But I don't think this passage is primarily about bodily resurrection. I think within the context of Ezekiel's prophecy, it's much more to do with spiritual regeneration. It's about the Holy Spirit bringing new life among his people. And that's the kind of direction that I would like us to take it this evening. Can these bones live? That is the big question. Let's put the story into its setting for a moment. These bones represent the nation of Israel in exile. Ezekiel himself is described in the opening of the book as a priest, a Jewish priest. He was one of those who was an exile. He made the journey from Jerusalem, that long, arduous journey through to Babylon. And uh, as part of his journey of exile, he was conscious of the Lord's call on his life. And so the story of his call unfolds in Ezekiel chapters 1, 2, and 3. And then as he went on after his call to talk to people, yes, in one sense he was a priest of the Jews in exile, but I think he's better described as the street preacher of Babylon because he was the one who would stand up and speak publicly and use all kinds of visual aids or interpret visions He was very visual, he was very dramatic, very unusual in his style of presenting, telling everyone about God's judgment and about his salvation and illustrating his message with all kinds of object lessons. Some of them a little bit obscure. This one much more straightforward to follow. And the setting of this vision is in a valley. And the word valley, it's the same word in this vision that's also used of the time when Ezekiel was called. And some people think that actually what happened was that Ezekiel was called in this same valley to be a prophet, uh, to declare the word of the Lord. And then in a vision, as it were, he was taken back to that same place and saw the valley full of dry bones and heard the voice of God and so on. So the vision that is described in Ezekiel 37 possibly is placed in the same setting as where God called him. And thus where he saw his vision of the majesty of God in his call is the same place as where he saw the vision of the desolation of the people of Israel in exile. That's very telling. That in the same place he saw both the majesty of God and the pain of his people. As far as we can tell, this was around 10 years after the main group of exiles had arrived in Babylon. And so they were clearly aware that there was no quick fix, either to the destruction of Jerusalem, the city that they had been taken away from, nor indeed a quick end to their time in exile. And indeed, 10 years into this experience, they were beginning to feel that there was no hope. Our hope is gone. Indeed, that is what is said in verse 11 of this text. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say, our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. This is what the people were saying at that time. Our hope is gone. 
we are cut off. So in a year when we're thinking about hope 2018, here is a moment in the Old Testament where God's people in exile were actually saying, our hope is gone. We have no hope. Is anything going to change that? They were tired, dispirited. All the signs of change had been extinguished. Can these bones live? Was the question. And everything around was shouting the answer, no. There are so many applications, aren't there, for that, to 21st century life, in the world, in the church, and in our own lives. This afternoon, Francis and I at home uh, had a conversation with a couple uh, and their relative, three of them, who'd, uh, and the couple who we knew particularly well, were in our church in Enfield, and uh, one of the things that they've been doing recently has been uh, supporting what's called the Bridge of Hope mission in Uganda, which is a project that was started by another couple that we know very well uh, in the region of Uganda, in the west of Uganda, and in one of the more remote rural regions where the circumstances of most people's lives are extremely poor. And one of the stories they were telling us this afternoon was of a lady who brought to the Bridge of Hope mission triplets. They were 20 months old, three of them. The father had left the home. Mother couldn't cope. And the triplets were brought and presented to the mission and left there. Thankfully, the mission were able to take them on board. It was, it is an orphanage. It is a place of love and compassion for babies and young children, and uh, those young lives are doing really well at the moment. But it's an illustration of the deep poverty, anguish, and hopelessness that many people feel across the world. There are those who live in places where everything just says around them, there is no hope. There are those who suffered natural disasters such that their environment, which at one time was looking good, is now torn apart. We're following, obviously, uh, with great interest, but also with great concern, the develops in developments in India at the moment. An increasing number of states in India where there are what uh, people call anti-conversion laws, such that people are not being allowed to change their religion and the Hindu society is being imposed as the only way of life. And that is putting increasing pressure on the Christian communities in many regions in India at the present time. And those communities might look around and feel as if they're in a place where there is no hope. There are people in difficult circumstances in the UK. There are people in churches where uh, for all that the church claims to be, what is actually happening is not expressing the Christian hope in a clear and positive way. And there are those whose personal circumstances are very testing. And there may be some of you tonight who would echo these words. Our hope is gone. Our hope is gone. How did this vision of Ezekiel speak into that? It spoke very, very powerfully. And it spoke really in two directions. 
because Ezekiel in his vision was led to see the valley of dry bones. And the first thing he was called to do was to prophesy to the bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. The dry bones, you remember, were the people of Israel, people who felt that there was no hope around them. Those were the people who were told, listen, hear the word of the Lord. The first part of this prophecy was a command to the dry bones themselves. Listen to the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord through scripture, through prayer, through worship, through the support of others, through the stillness of a spiritual silence encountering the presence of God. There are so many different ways that we can hear the word of God today. We're so fortunate, aren't we, that we have access to scripture in many translations um, and, and so many ways of helping us to understand the text. We have freedom to worship. There is no restriction on those who would stand up and speak in the context of Christian worship. We're able to step aside and take time to be quiet, to engage in something like the rhythm of prayer, either together in church life or in our own personal rhythm of prayer. But of all of that, I particularly want to emphasize Scripture because I think when the Ezekiel was called to prophesy to the bones, he said to the bones, hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of God in this situation. Hold on to the promises of God in this situation. And part of this year, Hope 2018, part of what we're doing must be a journey deeper into Scripture. Because as we hear more from Scripture, as we unravel the big story of Scripture, a God who is the creator, who was there at the beginning, the Lord risen Lord Jesus Christ, who's the Alpha and the Omega, who's returning one day in power and glory at the end. You have the beginning and the end. You have the life of Jesus in the middle. You have the story of the Old Testament. You have the life and the uh, continuing growth of the church across the world. And as we embrace the big story of Scripture, and as we hear the particular promises of Scripture, like this one that we're looking at tonight, God will speak into our lives when we really hear the word of the Lord. We're hearing so many other words. We're hearing the words of other people around us. We're in a mass communication age. But we need to hear the word of the Lord. That's what Ezekiel said to the exiles when they felt as if there were no hope. Hear the word of the Lord. And that's what we need to do. But that's not all that Ezekiel said. He said to the bones, prophesied to the bones, hear the word of the Lord. That's in verse 4. And he prophesied as he was commanded, and in his vision, uh, things begin to, began to happen. There was a rattling sound. The bones came together, bone to bone. Tenders and flesh appeared on them. So in other words, God began to stir as these people heard the word of the Lord, their lives began to change and the dry bones began to come together. But though they formed bodies, there was no life. It was not the whole story. It was only one part of the vision. 
Hear the word of the Lord was only part of it. And once the bones had moved and they began to form shapes, and once there was muscle and flesh appearing upon them, then the Lord said to Ezekiel, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath from the four winds, breathe into this slain that they may live. Breathe into this slain that they may live. The second part is the coming of the Holy Spirit. Come and breathe life into these dead bones. As if the first part of the prophecy was to reshape the thinking of the people who said there is no hope, to listen to the word of the Lord and to sense that there is hope and to begin to see their lives take a different shape because of the word of the Lord. But then it took the Spirit of God to breathe the life within them so that they came alive in a miracle of recreation. Almost a reflection on the words of Genesis 2 and verse 7, where in the story of the beginning of creation, we have that wonderful promise that the Lord formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. It's through the Spirit of God, breathing breath into nostrils, that the man became a living being. Through the Spirit of God, breathing his life, that we become a people of hope. It's slightly odd in this prophecy that the vision then branches out into the resurrection of the buried corpses because these bones weren't buried in the first place. So it's just slightly unusual the way the uh, story progresses. But I think for me that just confirms that the right interpretation of this is not to do with uh, physical resurrection. It's much more to do with spiritual regeneration. Whether the bones were buried or not, there was no hope until the bones heard the word of the Lord and until the Spirit of God brought that breath of life. And then they could truly live which means that the consequence of this vision is that God is saying something to us about his word and his spirit today. His word and his spirit today. Our focus in our thinking about hope 2018 is upon God himself, not on the circumstances around us. He is the one who can make dry bones live. But we need to hear the word of God. And we need to pray that his spirit will come and breathe life among us. I wondered, you need to hear the word of God again this evening. Because you've heard too many other voices just drowning out the voice of God. Do you need to come back to scripture, to stillness, to prayer? Hear again the word of the Lord. And pray that the Spirit of God will breathe his life, his hope. Something is beginning to happen. There is a stirring of God's Spirit. I do believe it. I've just got a particularly exciting few days in my mind to develop a little bit of what I've been saying tonight. I'm talking to Women's Fellowship tomorrow afternoon at Dove House Court 
on Tuesday morning, and then we got the church meeting Wednesday night. And it kind of feels as if there's a role of, of just capturing a little bit about what God is saying along these lines. That whatever our circumstances, there is hope. And God is beginning to stir. What a wonderful example of that we had this morning. We pray for the stirring of God's spirit, bringing hope and bringing life. I was talking to Dave before the service tonight and uh, he was saying, having read the passage, it was quite clear where the sermon was going and where the songs needed to go for us to respond to that. And so we've got some great songs to sing now just to allow us to absorb the message of this amazing vision, the word of Ezekiel, and to allow the word of God and the spirit of God to come to us again in a new and fresh way this evening and just to rekindle your heart and life and bring his hope among us.